Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Music and Vibes Podcast. I'm your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Well, I hope you guys are having an amazing day and that everything is going your way. My week so far has been amazing, and I do feel like I'm on top of the world. All right, so last week I was telling you guys how I have started going to the gym and I was exercising and stuff. It's one of those things where you never really understand or even notice how much you need to exercise until you actually start doing it. And I think exercise is good for many reasons. Uh, One is because for health purposes, to get your blood going, your heart pumping, you know, it helps you in that way. It's good because it also helps your mind, your mood. It's just amazing. See, I'm a morning person. And so for me, it's easier to go in the morning than in the evening because in the evening, I'm usually like, I've... I'm a morning person, so, you know, I get up in the morning, I do what I need to do, and by the afternoon or evening, you know, I'm starting to get sleepy because I've been up so early. So, I usually don't go to the gym in the evening, I always do the morning, so, I get up, I go to the gym early in the morning, and let me just tell you, it's like it's amazing, and I no longer just lay in bed and keep hitting snooze for five minutes, nope, I jump up immediately at five o'clock every morning, head out to the gym. Once I get to the gym, I exercise. I'm back in time to get my kids ready to start school. Then I can start what I'm doing. It's just amazing. And I feel like I have so much energy and I'm so happy and so excited. And I just feel so good until it's just like, oh my goodness, what have I been missing? Like, I did not know I needed the gym in my life right now, but clearly I do. So I have been super excited. Now, my girls, they've been like, Mom, why are you just so happy in the morning? Like, tone it down a little. So they're not excited about the super excited, happy, enthusiastic person that I am in the morning. But it has been amazing, and I simply love my workouts. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing. My week has been going great. No complaints. A lot of work still. But you know what? When you're doing something that you love and you're happy about what you're doing, you can't really complain about all the work you have to do because... You have a goal, something you want to reach, you got to put the work in. So yeah, I do have a lot of work, but I'm putting it in. And on top of that, I'm going to the gym and having lots and lots and lots of fun. I feel so amazing. Last week, I also did something that was pretty awesome to me. I did my second Facebook Live. Okay, the first one I did in January, that was the first one. And it went okay. And the second one I did was last week, last Thursday. Now, I'm just going to be honest with you, okay? I like to talk, I like to be in front of a camera, but I don't know, it's something about the live thing that really messes with me, because you know, when you are talking, like even when I'm talking now, if I make a mistake, I can easily just stop record, edit it, go back and fix it again, so it's really not a big deal, but when you are doing a live, there's no editing, there's no stopping it and starting over again, no, it's like what you get, what you see is what you get, it's like you just gotta go for it. So I have put off doing lives for like the longest. I put off doing videos, even though I know I should be doing more videos, know I should be doing more lives, know I should be doing more, but I have not been doing more because I really don't like to be in front of the camera. Not because I don't like pictures or anything, it's just like I don't like to be in front of a camera doing something live because I can't edit it. I can't make sure it's perfect or 100%. But in keeping with my new theory for this these last 
the last quarter of 2020, I was like, Kiana, listen, you're going to do this. So I've had an idea and I've had a goal, something I wanted to do for the longest, which was every Thursday, I wanted to go live and talk about something on the podcast that we didn't really get to cover. Because I noticed that we've been covering a lot of things on the podcast, but there are some things that I just mentioned or something that I just hit on. But I never fully go into detail about it, nor do I fully explain it. Or there are times where there are topics which goes well, or that could go well with what we just discussed in the podcast, that I just never get to, never talk about, and I never do a follow-up episode about it. So I was thinking that maybe what I should do is on Thursdays, like the things that I mentioned but never discussed, I should probably talk about those things in more detail on Thursdays. Or topics that are relevant to what we discussed on Wednesday, I should probably follow up with that on Thursday and just talk about things like that. So that is my goal. That is my plan. So I did the first one last Thursday, and it was fine. It was pretty good. Now, the funny thing is, I like to record things like where you can see the full screen. I don't like to just record it where you just see like part of the screen. That slightly annoys me. However, I didn't realize that in Facebook, that's the only way you can record things and that they don't allow you to record things like sideways but full screen. You know what I'm talking about? If you don't, you can just go to the Facebook page for the Music and Vibes Facebook page and check out the um, live stream and you'll see what I'm talking about. So, when I actually did my live stream, it was like me going sideways and I was like sideways. So, lesson learned. When you see me again this week, I'm going to be right. I'm going to be up. <laughs> So I won't be sideways. So I've learned that. But other than that, I think everything went well. It was like 11 minutes. And see, it's like it doesn't even have to be long. It doesn't have to be hours or half an hour or anything like that. It can just be something that was not discussed. I go back over it. We talk about it for maybe 10, 15 minutes. And then we did our live. So it could be something like that. But if it gets more intense and you guys have questions, I want you to feel free to ask me questions too. Because this is also a time where you can ask me questions. If you have any questions about the episodes, you can ask me about it. If you have any questions that you just want to know or just want to find out, this is a good time for you to ask me about it. Anything that you want to discuss, you can just talk to me about it and ask me about it. And the great thing is, I'm there because it's alive. And you can actually ask me questions and I can answer it while we're live. So you can get your answers answered immediately. Any questions, any concerns, we can just get it done immediately while we're live. So I plan to go live every Thursday at 10 o'clock. Now you're going to have to be patient with me. Now sometimes it might be in my car because I am working from home and my kids are home. Even though they're doing school, sometimes it can get noisy in the house. So if you see me sitting outside on my porch, yeah, probably noisy in my house. If you see me in the car... Yeah, probably a little noisy in the house. But you know what? The great thing about it is that it doesn't matter where I am as long as we get a chance to have our live sessions and we can sit and talk and we can work it out like that. So I look forward to spending time with you guys every Thursday at 10 o'clock. And no worries if you cannot make it at 10 o'clock. When you do lives, they're still on the feed. So after you get off from work or your lunch break or whenever you have a chance, you can always go back. And go to my Facebook, go to the Music and Vibes Facebook page. You can always watch it from there. So you have an option. You can either watch it live or if you don't, you can watch it afterwards. And then after you watch it, you can also share it with your friends who you think may need the episode. So that's an option too. 
So you, if you don't catch me live, you can go back and watch it and you can also share the live with others. So I'm looking forward to hanging out with you. And listen, if you have any topics that you want discussed on the live, just let me know in advance and I will make sure we talk about it. And I'll let you know, I'll give you a call out or shout out and let you know, hey, we're going to talk about this so that you'll know we're talking about your subject. All right, well, guys, can't wait to hear what you have to say about this. I can't wait to see what topics you want to discuss. So you can go right over to the Music and Vibes Facebook page right now, and it's the Music and Vibes Podcast Facebook page. Go over there right now and message me a topic or a subject that you would like to discuss during the Facebook Live sessions. I know you guys are full of great ideas, and I absolutely cannot wait to hear from you. Today on the podcast, I would like to talk about reconnecting with your spouse or with your significant other. Um, recently, I read an article the other day, and it was about a couple that decided to get a divorce because of the quarantine due to the coronavirus. Now, in the article, I don't think either one of them had the coronavirus at any point, but because they were in the house with each other so much all the time, they realized that this is not working for them. They did not want to be married anymore, and they decided that they wanted to get a divorce. And the crazy thing is, I have been seeing a lot of that lately. Like, a lot of couples, even some people that I know, um, because of the quarantine, they've been in the house with their significant other for so long, they decided that it's not working out, and they want a divorce. So, this is what has been happening. So, divorce is, like, actually going up because of this quarantine, because we are all in the house with our loved ones, our significant other, or our husband, or wife. We are in the house with them so much, and so we're just like, it just cannot work. I guess we're getting on each other's nerves or whatever. But that is what seems to be happening right now, which is sad because this should be a time for, like, bonding and reconnecting and getting to know each other more and just enjoying each other. So it really saddens me. It makes me really sad to see that instead of bringing people together, the quarantine has, in essence, torn us apart. And I was wondering, why would this happen, you know? And I guess it's because maybe to begin with, things weren't good and maybe just being together so much made it worse. I guess an example would be like, you know, like if someone gets sick all of a sudden, you can't just say, wow, he just got sick all of a sudden. The real truth of the matter is that they were sick to begin with. Maybe they didn't see the, they didn't see the symptoms, maybe they didn't recognize the symptoms, or even know what the symptoms were to look for to indicate that their health was failing. But they were sick to begin with. So by the time they found out that they were sick, it was a little too late for them to do anything about it. And I think that's kind of what happened with these relationships. Like, the relationships probably had some symptoms of, hey, you may want to work on this, things are not working out. But because we were all so busy with life before the quarantine and we were all doing so many different things, maybe they didn't recognize that, hey, there's a problem. Or maybe they saw that there was a problem but didn't really have to address it because we weren't seeing a lot of each other because people can go and do what they want to do. And if you have a busy life, a busy schedule, and different work hours, it's really easy to neglect your marriage because you're doing so many different things. So I'm thinking this is probably what happened. So I think there was a problem before, but because of the problems before that never got resolved, they went on to become bigger problems and bigger issues 
And then once quarantine hit and everyone's together, you begin to recognize through the cracks and things in your marriage. You begin to recognize the problems that you had, but never either noticed or paid attention to. So this is what happened. And I think sometimes people just get disconnected. And what do I mean? Like in marriages, it's like, in order to stay connected to each other, there are certain things you need to do and work on. But sometimes because of life, because of kids, because you have busy lives, you don't always have the time to connect with each other. So because you don't always have a chance to connect with each other, it's like he's doing his thing, you're doing your thing, or she's doing her thing, you're doing your thing, whatever the case may be, everyone is just so busy doing them until at the end of the day when it's time to come together and work together, it's hard because of the fact that we've been apart all day, we've been doing our own thing, and let's just be honest, you're tired at the end of the day. And let's not throw kids in because if you have kids, then it is extremely hard sometimes to stay connected. And so for many reasons, people get disconnected when they're in relationships. And like I said, life gets in the way. People have jobs, kids. They may not have time to spend with each other, or I should say, they may not make time to spend with each other. So while this is one of the reasons why people drift apart and I decided that on today's episode, we're going to talk about why people get disconnected and why people drift apart and what you can do to make sure that you are not disconnected in your relationship and what you can do to make sure that you guys, if you have gotten disconnected, reconnect so that you guys can get it together. Okay, so some of the reasons people become disconnected in their marriage is because they just don't have time. And you can always tell when people are disconnected. And if you haven't noticed some symptoms, let me just give you some things to look out for. Because if these symptoms are happening in your marriage, then you guys are probably disconnected and you may want to start working on things. I always say that you cannot address a problem. You cannot work on a problem unless you recognize a problem and know that there is a problem. So what we're going to do right now is look at some symptoms that may be present in your relationship or in your marriage to let you know that maybe you guys are disconnected. Okay, so here's one that you don't think about. Leaving for the day without saying goodbye. Now, I know I have done that before, but most of the time when I've done it, my husband was asleep. And I know how that works out when he's asleep and you wake him up. Yeah, it just doesn't work out well. So I have left the house without saying goodbye. But it's not something we do on a regular. Normally, we tell each other where we're going and we tell each other, hey, I'm going to go, whatever. So we normally do that. But if you find yourself leaving all the time without saying goodbye or not even acknowledging each other then you guys might just be disconnected if you find yourself not being fully present in a relationship or fully present in a conversation not listening to what they're saying all the time but thinking about other things that you could be doing or what you're going to do for that day then that can also be a sign that you're disconnected and listen i know it's not easy to always pay attention because Believe it or not, I don't always pay attention either. There are times when I'm laser focused in on some things. And for me, I can be laser focused on work things. Like if it's podcasting, I'm there all day. Writing songs, yeah, count me in. Singing, yeah, I can do that all day. So there are certain things that I'm laser focused on. And it's usually things revolving around podcasting, singing, songwriting, writing, etc. However, sometimes when it comes to paying attention to what people are saying to me I don't always pay attention so since I know this about myself I've come to realize that what I need to do and what I have been doing and working on diligently 
is paying attention when my kids are talking to me because I realize it's important to hear what they're saying or to pay attention when my husband's talking to me because normally I can give people a good five, ten minutes of listening to what they have to say. Then after that, my mind just starts to wander. Like, it's hard for me to pay attention after that. So what I do is I start asking questions, and I make sure I'm engaged in the conversation so that I can actually be present and listen to what my loved ones are saying. So if you find yourself in your relationship and that you are not being present in your relationship or that your spouse or significant other is not being present in a relationship with you, then that's a sign that you guys are disconnected. And listen, you can be in the same room, the same house, and still be disconnected because just because you are there physically does not mean that you are there for that person emotionally. So you can still be disconnected in your marriage or your relationship even if you guys are together in the same house, sleeping in the same bed, and in the same room. Another way to know that you guys are disconnected is to go to bed at different times. Yes, if you guys are going to bed at different times, then it's a sign that you could be disconnected. Now, this is not for everybody because some people may go to bed at different times, but they are able to talk to each other and communicate and spend time during the day. No, so what I'm talking about is people who don't get a chance to spend time with their loved one throughout the day, so you don't really talk during the day. And when you get home, you're really busy with kids and stuff, and then you go to bed at different times. So it's like, when do you guys connect? When do you guys talk? When do you guys have that quality time if you guys don't go to bed on time? Because your day is so busy doing so many other things, and that may be the only time that you have to actually connect with each other. So if you find yourself going to bed at different times, and you're not connecting throughout the day, then yeah, there's a possibility that you guys could be disconnected. Only communicating through text is another symptom that you could be disconnected. And listen, text is awesome. I love it. I prefer to communicate through text because it allows me to talk to people and engage with people on my terms, in my space, and on my time. And I love that. That's the thing I love about text. However, text can be a little impersonal too because you don't get a chance to really talk to the person to find out exactly how they intended to send you a message you don't get a chance to talk to them like verbally or see reactions and facial expressions so if you and your spouse are only communicating through text and you're only communicating about things that you have to talk about that's a sign you guys could be disconnected because even though you talk through text which is great you should be able to talk about your life what's happening to you that day the co-worker made you upset, got on your nerves, your boss is pissing you off. Like, you guys should be able to talk throughout the day. And the talk should not just be about things you have to talk about, like kids, house, or whatever, or finances. It should be about things that you're doing. You guys, even though you're not together throughout the day, you should be engaged in each other's lives in some way. So this is something that should be happening. And you should communicate through text. I say, okay, that's good. But you should also talk. You should also email you should call, like whatever way there is to communicate, you should be doing all of those things and communicate. But if you're not and you're only communicating through text and you're only talking about things you absolutely have to talk about, that's a sign that you guys could be disconnected. Working while at home. Okay, now that is a sign that you guys can be disconnected, but we're going to be careful about that one because with quarantine going on, you might be working from home. So if you are working from home, it doesn't necessarily mean that 
you are disconnected from your spouse because of the whole coronavirus thing. Now, let me explain. I like to work from home. And when I work from home, I don't want people bothering me. Like, I don't want anyone talking to me. I don't want anyone looking at me. I just wish I could have, like, a box where it just have Kiana's working, do not disturb. I don't like to be disturbed when I'm working because I find, for me, it breaks up my creativity, you know? It breaks up the process that I have going on. It messes with my workflow. So I don't like to be bothered when I'm working. However, that is fine. But if you saw me working around the clock from the time I got up to the time I went to bed, then that could be a problem because I am, that would show that I'm disconnected with my spouse. So what I'm trying to say is it's okay if your spouse works from home and don't like to be disturbed, but it's not okay. And it could be a sign of disconnection if they work all day, like from the time they get up to the time they go to bed, they don't want to spend time with you in between. There's no lunch breaks. Seem like they're working to get away from you. That's a sign that you got to be disconnected. So while working while you're at home is not necessarily an indication that you guys are disconnected, if this work is all-consuming all the time and it seems as if it's being done to get away from you and not have to talk to you or be bothered with you or the kids or you, then that could be a sign that you guys are disconnected. Now, saying no to you often is also a sign that you could be going through disconnection in your relationship. Now, here's what I mean. It's okay to say no sometimes, okay? There are times when I tell my husband no. There's times he says no to me, but it's not all the time. Like, I can, it's not even a lot, but there are times in a relationship where you're going to have to say no occasionally to certain things. But if everything that you ask your spouse is no, 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 no. Or you find yourself saying, well, he's always going to say no, or she's always saying no. That could be a sign that you guys have disconnection in your relationship, saying no to you often. Another sign, and I think this is also a red flag, is turning to other people to meet your emotional needs. Now, we all know that we can't be the all, the end all for our spouse. We all know that it can't just be all us. The world can't revolve around us, and we can't be the sole focus all the time. However, if your spouse is going to someone else to get their emotional needs met, then that is a problem in, on many different levels. But we're not going to talk about the many different levels that it can be a problem. We're going to talk about the level in which it's a problem where it shows you guys are disconnected. Because when you're connected to someone, you want to share with them. You want to share your feelings and your thoughts and like, what am I doing? And you want to make sure you guys are on the same page. And if this is not happening, if your spouse is going to someone else for emotional needs to get them met, and it could be somebody, it could be anything. It could be parents, it could be kids, it could be friends. If they're going to someone else getting emotional needs met by talking about things that are bothering them and telling other people their hopes and dreams and not telling you, then that's a problem. And it shows that you guys are emotionally disconnected. Now, this connection affects your marriage in so many different ways. And here's why. Because when you are connected to a person, and you have that emotional connection and that bond, then you want to be kind to them. You don't want to criticize them. You're not indifferent to them. You care about their feelings. You care about what they're thinking. You just want them to know that, hey, you got me. I got your back. We're in this 100%. So when people are disconnected, it's easy for them to criticize their spouse. It's easy for them to be indifferent and not care about their feelings or act like, 
how you feel doesn't matter because they're not connected. Disconnection, in a way, is someone taking away their bond with you or finding a way to get out of your emotional circle, if that's making any sense. So when someone's disconnected from you, it's easy to criticize, it's easy to be indifferent, it's easy for them not to care about how you're feeling, it's easy not to be kind, it's easy not to be compassionate because they are taking themselves away from you emotionally. They're creating an emotional distance between you and them, which is not a good thing, especially in a marriage relationship. That's not a good thing. And so tomorrow we're going to talk a little bit more about emotional distance tomorrow on our Facebook Live at 10 o'clock. And we're going to discuss more about that. But in the meantime, we're going to continue with our conversation about disconnection. Now, when people are disconnected in a marriage or relationship, there's a lack of future focus. And here's what I mean. Most couples can sit down and talk about where they want to be in five years or what they want to do in a year or plan a family vacation or a family trip or, you know, plan something together. But when people are disconnected, they lose their lack of future focus. So your spouse may not want to talk to you about what you want to do in the next year because y'all aren't connected like that. They may not want to talk about what they want to do in the next month or plan any family vacations or go on any trips with you because you guys are not connected. So these are just some problems that disconnection can cause. Now that we know how being disconnected in your relationship affects your marriage, let's just talk about some of the ways that you can begin to reconnect with your spouse or a significant other. The first thing I always say is recognize moments when your spouse needs you. Now, your spouse is going to be going through some things. They're going to have problems like we all do. They're going to have things they want to discuss. So it's important for you, especially if this connection has taken place, to recognize when they're going through these things and be there for them. Now, I say it's important for you to recognize it because if you're disconnected, they're probably not going to tell you, hey, I'm going through something right now. So you have to recognize that they're going to go, that they're going through something, recognize the moments when they need you, and just be there because they're not going to ask for it because you guys are disconnected. So you recognize the moments when they need you and you be there for them. Another thing is pay attention to the way you talk because sometimes when you are disconnected from someone, it doesn't just affect them, it affects you too. If you feel like someone is trying to pull away from you or not be connected to you in some kind of way or just create emotional distance, you're not going to be happy about this and you're going to be frustrated and you're going to be upset. And sometimes when we're frustrated and upset, what we do is even though we may not say it, the way we say things and the way we respond in our body language can say a whole lot. And in a situation like this, you don't want to give them any more reason to want to disconnect. Because they're already disconnected. So if you're going to be mad, angry, fussing with them, mean, whatever, you're not going to give them, they're not going to want to reconnect because they're disconnected already. And they'll be like, well, why would I want to reconnect with someone who's just mean to me and hurts my feelings and don't care about how I feel? So you need to pay attention to how you speak because you need to be giving out kindness. You need to be kind. You need to say things in a kind way. You need to do things in a kind way so that you will begin to build trust, and in a way, get that person to reconnect with you. You need to find targeted questions that make your spouse interested in the conversations that you're having. So don't let it just be general conversations. Let it be specific conversations and targeted conversations. Now, the thing that you don't want to do in this situation is bombard them with questions because then it'll seem more like an inquisition, and you don't want an inquisition at all. You want to reconnect. So reconnecting is not inquisition. 
inquisition puts people on defense and it makes people not want to answer your questions and it just is not a good thing what you want to do is reconnect so reconnecting is more like kind of fun flirty asking questions targeted questions to find out where they're at what they're doing you know what's going on with them so that they will be able to share with you some of the things that they're dealing with and make sure that these are things that are interesting to your spouse so that they can be involved and engaged in the conversation another thing you can do is show your spouse respect and appreciation now this may be hard to do because you might be upset but my grandmother used to always tell me you can win more bees with honey than with what did she say smoke or something like that anyway the guess what we're trying to say is you can win more battles with kindness okay so if you are kind and you're showing your spouse respect and appreciation and letting them know how much you mean to them then that's a way of reconnecting with them and letting them know that hey i'm still all in this and i want to reconnect with you and i want to get to know you more and know you again so that is the way you can reconnect another way to reconnect is to seek the help of a professional counselor yep you should have known i was going to throw a counselor in there somewhere because it's true though there are times where in my relationship okay where i have done things and i've said things and then i talked to a counselor around they're like yeah that probably wasn't a wise thing to say and i was like well where were you like two weeks ago when i actually did these things sometimes we do things off of impulse we do things because we're hurt we say things because we are emotional at the time there are many reasons why we do the things that we do but if you are seeking the help of a professional counselor and you recognize hey this is out of my league I do not know what I'm doing. I'm not sure how to reconnect. I just know I want to. And you go see a counselor. They can help you walk through this process. They can help you navigate. They can help you go through this process and do it the right way the first time without you making mistakes and saying things that's going to cause more hurt to the relationship or tear down the relationship. They can help you with what you can do. And they can navigate you and guide you through this process. Now, they're not going to give you a blueprint and say, do this, 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 and that. No, that's not what they do. What they do is guide you. So when you guide somebody, you give suggestions. You listen to what they're saying. And you help them come up with a decision. So they will help you come up with the decision and your plan of action of what needs to be done. They're not going to tell you what to do, but they're going to help you and guide you to their answers or to what you need to do. So this is why it's important because in try, instead of trying to go it alone and making mistakes and saying things that are making things worse, it's important to have a counselor who can help you so that you can avoid all of these little pitfalls and you won't even have to be the one like, man, I wish I hadn't said that. Because once you say words, you can't take them back. Once you do deeds, you can't undo what you just did. So it makes a lot of sense to seek the help of a professional counselor because they can help you and guide you through this situation so that you will be able to deal with what's happening and have a plan so that you guys can reconnect now the things that you don't want to do is to accept the fact that you're disconnected now it's okay to acknowledge disconnection but accepting is more like well i accept that we're disconnecting i don't want to don't know how we're going to reconnect again so i just accept that this is just how it's going to be no do not accept that this is how it's going to be acknowledge that this is how it is now but remember that everything can be changed now just know disconnection and trying to reconnect is not going to be easy or happen immediately because it took some time for the disconnection to even happen in the first place so since it took some time for it to even happen it's going to take some time for you guys to reconnect 
Now, the good thing about it is that now that you're aware of the problem, you can begin to work on the problem and the issues in your marriage. That's why I say do not accept disconnection. Acknowledge it, but work on it. Don't ignore disconnection. Acknowledge it and work on it. Don't project disconnection. And what I mean by that, this is um, if you are not the one who's disconnecting and it's your spouse who's disconnecting from you, don't project those same feelings that you feel in your anger that you feel for what they're doing to you onto them. That never works. That's like pouring gasoline on the fire. You don't want to do that. The best thing to do is acknowledge, okay, they're disconnected from me, and then you work on reconnecting. Don't project that back at them. Work on reconnecting. Be strategic. Work on reconnecting. And that's why I say it's important to have a counselor to help you with this so that you don't project the the disconnection back onto them. You can work instead on something that is going to build your marriage and not tear down. So you can work on reconnecting and not disconnecting. Now, the disconnection that you feel is something that can be worked on. And with a little hard work and dedication, the situation can be turned around. Like, don't give up hope. And it may not even be your first attempt. Like, if you attempt the first time and it doesn't work out, don't give up. It's like, it's almost like riding a bike. Like, the first time you rode a bike, you probably fell. I know I did. But you kept getting up. You kept doing it over and over and over again. And eventually, you were able to ride the bike. It's like with anything in life that we try. The first time probably is not going to be so successful. Now, there are people... And maybe that one in a million kind of person who tries something the first time and succeed. But most of us don't. And so that's why we had that saying, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. So if you don't succeed the first time with your attempts to reconnect, try it again. You know, do something different. Just try it again. Change it up. But don't give up. Now, the song that we are going to listen to today is called Disconnected. And it's a song about a woman who finds herself feeling disconnected in her relationship. So here's the song, Disconnected. I thought I could tell you all my thoughts and my feelings. You were the one who was supposed to stand by me. But when I talk, you often walk away. And you ignore the words that I say. It gets harder to live this life with every passing day. Because these 
Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank our partner, BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, for working with the Music and Vibes podcast to ensure that you, the listeners, have the resources to get the counseling that you may need if you are in need of counseling. Now, BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, counsels, they do individual counseling, and they also do marriage counseling and relationship counseling and couples counseling, which is one of the reasons why I love working with this company because this is a relationship podcast and we're always talking about ways to better our relationships. And in order to do this, sometimes you do need counseling. And the fact that BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, is able to help you with marriage and relationship counseling, I think that is a plus. Now, if there is something interfering with your happiness or that's preventing you from achieving your goals, then BetterHelp is the place to go. Now, I know I personally, I love counselors. Like, I love therapists. I love counseling because I am a psych major and I have a master's in um, counseling psychology. So I'm all into the counseling thing. I know that counseling can help you become a better person. It's not always, oh, I'm going to see a counselor because I have so many problems or people, I think people, when it comes to counseling, have made it seem like if you see a counselor, then there's something wrong with you. No, there's not. People who get counseling are people who want to improve. They want to make things better and they understand that they cannot make things better on their own because they may not have the tools to make this happen. So counseling gives you the tools that you need. So if your marriage is in a crisis, you need a counselor so they can give you the tools that you need to be successful in your marriage. If your life is in a crisis or if you are dealing with something that you're not equipped to handle, then going to a counselor would be amazing so that you can get the tools that you need to get through a situation and to thrive in your personal life. So if this is you, then BetterHelp will assist your needs and they will match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communication in under 48 hours. Now let me say, it's not a crisis line. This is not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. So this is a plus that you can get this because they service clients worldwide. So if there is something that you need help with that may not be available in your area as far as expertise is concerned, they can help you. And a great thing is that this service is available for clients worldwide. All you have to do is log into your account anytime, send a message to your counselor, and you will get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't even have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. And you know, with the coronavirus going on and a lot of us being quarantined and also learning how to work remotely and doing things from home, this is perfect because you can get the help and the counseling you need and you don't even have to leave your house. So this is amazing. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they're going to make it easy and affordable and free for you to change counselors if you need to. Now, this counseling is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. And I just want to talk about this for a minute because I have done traditional counseling, believe me, and as good as it was, I did pay quite a bit of money for this. The rates that they have here are really good rates. And it's like, you it's something I feel that most people can afford. So if your excuse for not getting counseling is like, I can't afford it, well, stop. You have no excuse. Better health is something that you can definitely afford, afford. And the awesome thing about it is that they offer financial aid, which is available to help you if you 
can't afford it, you will have financial aid available. They're just interested in making sure that you get the help that you need. And that is what this whole podcast and this community is about. Keeping your relationships together, making sure we are good, not just as couples, but good individually and that we're the best version of ourselves that we can be. And BetterHelp is so dedicated to helping us be the better people or the better part of ourselves that we can be that they not only offer traditional offline counseling, but they also have financial aid, which is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life. Not tomorrow, or but today. So, visit their website, and you can see all of their testimonials posted there. There are great things that they have done to help people, and I know that they're going to be able to help you. So here's what we're going to do. BetterHelp has given all of the Music and Vibe podcast listeners a special link that we you guys can click on, and you will get... 10% off your first month of counseling. Just type in the promo code, which is Music and Vibe, and you will get 10% off of your first month of counseling. Now, what I'm going to do is put the link in the show notes along with the promo code, and you can just go click the link in the show notes and then put in the promo code, and you'll get 10 month, 10% off your first month of counseling. All right, well, I just want you guys to take advantage of this because this is awesome, and I feel that the Music and Vibes podcast is very lucky to have this partnership. Now, I also want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast weekly. You are amazing, and I appreciate the support and the way you listen every single ep- every week to every episode. If it wasn't for you, there would be no Music and Vibes. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I also want to encourage you to share and subscribe. Now, I would sing a song about it, but I'm not going to do that. But... Please share the podcast. I know other people need to find out some of the things that they should and should not be doing in their relationship. So if you could just do me a favor and share this episode of the podcast with two of your friends or family members, then you would be helping me out a lot. In addition to sharing, if you have not already subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so that you will be aware of all the new episodes that come out. I want to start throwing in some special things, but I can't do this if you do not subscribe because then you'll miss all the special things I want to give you. So, share and subscribe. What did I say to do? Yes, share and subscribe. Now, if there's anything that you guys want to talk to me about later, or if you hear something on a podcast and you're just like, oh, I wish I could ask her more about it, well, you can ask me about it. You know how? You can reach me on Facebook. You can go to the Music and Vibes Facebook page, and you can contact me there. You can contact me on Instagram, on our website. There are many ways to reach me. So I'm going to have in the show notes all of the ways that you can reach me so that you will be able to get in contact with me so that you can ask me any questions that you may need to ask. And finally, before I end the podcast, I just want to say, I hope you guys have an amazing day. Hope you have a great week. If you need to contact me, like I said, just go to the, um, the Music and Vibes Facebook page. You can contact me there. Go to Instagram. You can find me there. And I'm also, well, I am on Twitter. I don't do Twitter a lot, so I'm just not going to say Twitter. <laughs> but you can go to Facebook, Instagram, and then just go to our webpage. And they have like a contact button you push on that and you can contact me all right well i think that's all for now 
and I hope you guys have an amazing day. Have a wonderful weekend. Make sure you do something fun and special, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Alright, bye-bye. Sometimes you gotta walk